0: Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Abby. And you're listening to Real Moms of Bravo, a weekly Bravo podcast where we recap your favorite Bravo shows in 30-ish minutes or less. And we've got a lighter load this week, which I think we're both um, excited. But also, Abby and I, before we started to record, we're like, wait, is that it? Do we only have four shows to talk about? Maybe five if we include some of the drama happening in Southern Charm. Yeah, I mean...
1: It's just really weird. So Atlanta only has one part left for the reunion and we're going to definitely dive into part two. But once that is done and over with, we are not getting another housewife until August at the earliest with Potomac. So it's gonna be really weird and Vanderpump ends this week. So potentially for our podcast going forward, we're just going to be covering Beverly Hills and New York. And I'm sorry, guys, we're not going to do the adult camp unless somebody gives us a real compelling message as to why we should start watching that show. I can't get on board with it, though.
0: No. And so Southern Charm, they were filming and then they stopped. And then shit hit the fan last week with the cast members. We found out that Cam wasn't coming back. First, we found out Cam wasn't coming back. Actually, no, let me take two steps back. First, we found out Catherine had gotten into a... Instagram message altercation and used a racial emoji um, towards a black woman she was just talking to and issued an apology. Then it turned into Cam saying she's not coming back. Then it turned into Cam is not coming back because her husband's having an affair. Then it immediately turned into Cam's husband's not having an affair, Naomi and Naomi and uh, why am I blanking on names? All of? Chelsea. Chelsea aren't coming yeah. back, and uh, claiming that Catherine's the one who plotted that. So who knows what the cast is truly going to well, look and like? So Chelsea. Naomi
1: and Cameron all said that they did not sign their contracts months ago. It was known that they were not going to be part of it. They were told to keep it quiet because they don't, you know, they don't want to leak anything too soon. Um, as we've seen, sometimes people that we think are going to be full housewives stuff happens and they have to become friend of. So I'm sure they were just trying to be cautious with Southern Charm. But once um, it came out that Cameron wasn't going to come back, and then the two other women weren't joining, they all said, "Like we told, we did not sign our contracts, and we told production months ago." I don't know if Catherine comes back. I don't see how Bravo can have her back on.
0: I don't either. It's it's so messy and the kind of message. Uh, the interesting thing about Catherine and the, her whole apology tour right now um, <clears throat> is that she apologized after she did made her racially insensitive comments and statements. She apologizes and then she backtracks and posts a statement like, oh, that got misconstrued. It's not what you know. I, blah, 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 blah. But so I'm like, are you owning up to yourself or are you not? It just, it's really, really disappointing. Um, Abby and I, if you guys have been listening to us for a while, we've been huge supporters of Catherine, um, especially given how Thomas has treated her. And it's kind of crappy to see someone have such a story arc, if you will, and really rebound and everyone's calling her Queen Catherine. And now you're like, oh, you are just as
1: shitty as Thomas. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, birds of a feather, right? But I will say the first thing when all this was happening, not so much the message exchange, I will say I kind of, and I'm just being brutally honest, felt like maybe we were looking at our true colors. I, I know this is like, does not make it okay. But for many parts of the South, you would think the civil war is still going on, even though it was a very, very long time ago. And, you know, for For us and for majority of the world, we really couldn't even understand why you'd still have that mentality, but maybe growing up in the South, she still, you know, was raised with racist influence. I, but I think that might be her true colors. Now I'm getting concerned though, for her sobriety, because she immediately issues a statement and then goes dark for a little bit, like a couple days and then resurfaces. And it feels very much like deflecting. This is, I, it's not all my fault. And I don't know. I just, I don't know. My first thought was, I I don't think she's sober either. I'm just putting that out there.
0: Yeah. No, I, I, who knows? I mean, I think first and foremost, as mothers and her being a mom, we hope she's okay with her kids, whatever happens. But yeah, I don't know what Bravo was going to do with Southern charm. I mean, I would gladly take a spinoff with Craig and sewing down South and having Shep and Austin show up randomly um, in there. I would welcome that, but I I don't know.
1: Uh, So I'm going to make a prediction.
0: I think this is going to be very
1: much like The Hills where we have not only, you know, a change up in cast when LC Lauren Conrad left and kind of the reins were handed over to Kristen, but I think we get a new narrator cuz Cam always narrated like the recaps and it kind of felt like the first couple seasons as if we were watching Charleston through Cam's
0: eyes. I think it's going to be Madison. Ooh, it's like she's a Kristen Cavallari coming yeah, in. Yeah,
1: because she's kind of a bad bitch. Doesn't care what people think about her. I, I we love her. I'm very much pro Madison being full time. She's also a mom though, so she has that relatable aspect to her. She works out like crazy, but she's just not afraid to get herself inserted into her drama and to say what she thinks. I mean, she goes toe to toe with Shep, which no one really ever did
0: until Madison. Yeah. No, that's a really good point. I yeah, I'm love that idea. Love that. So I guess we'll know soon enough. We'll keep you all posted on what we hear and learn about Southern Charm, but as of right now, we don't know Yeah what's gonna happen.
1: Maybe we'll have to have Craig back on and he can give us an update.
0: Yes. But- yeah, so I would love to hear his sunny disposition on all of this because I'm sure like Catherine's like, just dumb. like a
1: really great girl. She made a mistake. She's learning. From, I don't know if he, he would say she's a great girl. Like I mean, I don't think he defends racism by any means, but I think he is never one to kick someone when
0: they're down. And that's what we love yeah, about him. that's a good way to put it. That's a really good way to put it.
1: Uh, Atlanta, another – I don't know if I going to say unpopular opinion. I think it might be the majority of the people feel this way. Part two was kind of the Zoom reunion I thought we were going to get. Part one was strong, loved it. And then part two, like, there were parts of it where I'm like, I'm so bored. Like, come on, women. Like, pick it up. If it weren't for Portia, I would have turned it off.
0: It was also kind of all over the place. And this we talked about this with Steve Faces by Bravo on our um, Atlanta bonus episode, but given the season, the twists and turns that Evelyn has taken, I felt like it was kind of hard to follow everything. But yes, I agree. It wasn't as interesting. This is going to solidify that we could have done this in two parts. I'm sure when we watched part three, we're like, okay, we probably could have cut out XYZ from two and just combined the last two episodes. But I will say, I feel like quarantine reunion Andy is 10 times better than what I've seen recently from him.
1: Quarantine Andy, like, we thought he was shady at the reunions. Quarantine Andy just goes all in and doesn't care and, like, has no filter, which is a bold statement because he wasn't very filtered to begin with, and I love it.
0: Yeah, I think, too, it's probably harder to reshoot anything with the Zoom reunion. Um, Not saying they reshoot too many things, but we also get all of his reactions and, like, instant takes. I just feel like he's a little bolder and doesn't have the pressure of the women being in the room to ask him the types of questions that he was asking. So
1: I, I was here for it. I loved it. What did you think of the segment where they called them the real house moms of Atlanta?
0: I mean, that's one of the reasons why you and I have loved this season. I think in a lot of different housewives um, that are currently on right now and Different franchises, their stage of life in terms of motherhood, it's so different than where what Abby and I are in personally. And I identify most closely with the women in Atlanta because I have younger children. So I I loved it. I thought it was I thought it was really sweet, and it kind of makes me think as as they continue to evolve and um, if we continue to have housewives. Five, 10 years from now that they would, uh, consider having more, like I, I don't want to say younger moms, but just more moms with younger children, I should say.
1: Yeah. I mean, I kind of give everything you said, like we all love, I think all of, I don't wanna say we all, all of us as moms love seeing kind of the process and everyone's road to get there. And every mom is so different. Even if you have very similar ways you get pregnant, whether that's IVF surrogate, I just, but you're going to be a different mom, uh, and the way you parent each kid's going to be different. So, I, I mean, for me, I really enjoyed seeing that as well. And I think it's the part that we miss with other franchises too. So I, um, I also love that. But I did not love when – it was like weird. It's hard to keep track of like all the random fights that felt like, why are they really fighting right now? But the cookie lady came up and – Uh, they were trying to imply that like Cynthia, maybe her hands aren't as clean as everyone thought. And then Tanya randomly kind of turns the tables on Eva and was like, you ate all those cookies. I don't think we should ever judge a pregnant woman for eating cookies. I don't care who brought them. (laughs) Like, I just thought it was so random. She's like, I was pregnant and I ate all the cookies. Like she had no shame. I just thought it was so random for Tanya to be like, Eva, I'm mad at you for eating those cookies. I would have ate them
0: Yeah. Well, I think, too, because Eva was like trying to like side with Tanya, but yet she ate the cookies. So no, but I agree with you. Don't get in a pregnant woman's way when it comes to desserts. Speaking for myself right now, I I have dessert every single day, sometimes twice a day with my meals. So, yeah, don't get in her way when there's cookies involved.
1: It's really your only indulgence that you can have because you can't have wine um, or alcohol of any kind. And that's like a major indulgence. I guess you could eat like pizza or something. But I don't know. I feel like as a whole (laughs) in society, we don't eat super healthy in general anyway. So having pizza one night isn't like a major indulgence. So when you're pregnant, I mean,
0: sweets and dessert is really all you got. Absolutely. What was your take on the candy and nini beef? That was probably the most... Second to Portia being hilarious and asking questions as herself. Oh. That was probably the, the second most interesting part of the reunion. That uh, Portia, I mean, aside from
1: Portia, part two, nah. The fight with Candy and Nini... I, like, I went back and rewound it and I was like, how did we get here? And it was just like all of a sudden they were just screaming and fighting and it was like I couldn't – they were talking over one another. You couldn't really even understand what they were saying because they were both yelling on top of each other. It's like you know if you've ever been on a Zoom call and you do that, oh, no, you go. And then there's a pause and you start talking and the other person starts talking again. It's like this constant, no, no, really, you go. They just didn't do the no, you go and just kept talking over one another. And it was so distracting. I had no idea – I mean, even even how it got to that. But I love that Andy's like, okay, yep, and hit mute on both of them. But on Zoom, when someone mutes you, you can't hear – like, I guess you could hear other people you just don't know that you're not talking. Like, they just kept – you could see they continue to yell at each other. They never stopped. And how would – if Candy was muted, how would Nene know what Candy was saying?
0: Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. I think they just kept saying the same thing over and over again. Like they just kept yelling like it was almost like a competition, but that's a really good point. How could I know, they? I, I feel like they it. had something more sophisticated than zoom. It seemed like based it on was, Yeah, I mean, it I was, didn't know you can mute people. That.
1: No, you can. I've done it. Uh, Not to be like shady or bitchy. Uh, (laughs) I use Zoom a lot. So I usually travel for work and I'm usually in front of potential clients, pitching them on our whatever we might do, pitching them my solution. And sometimes we have to do webinars. And recently we've done all webinars and people won't realize they're not muted. And somebody will walk into their office and they'll just start chatting. And it's so distracting that I, as the presenter, can see who's talking and hit mute. And half the time they don't even know I've done it. But um i agree I don't think they had zoom for a couple of reasons if they did have zoom they had beyond just the instagram influencer ring light they had fancy cameras set up but it also just seemed like the way that they were able to like cut in and all the stuff they were doing and i know some of that's just editing but it felt like it was a more sophisticated run-of-the-mill zoom
0: absolutely couldn't agree more and if you guys hear that little Patter in the background. That's my dog, who's making his appearance. Oh. <laughs> no, this hey, is Jackson. his second appearance, Jackson. I mean, do you think he wants to be insta famous? I think he does, but I think i I don't want to spend the time. It's too much time with between Bravo and what we do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, you're not going to be a dog manager, momager, anytime soon.
0: No. uh one thing i
1: want to say real quick though about the whole nini candy beef so the the parts of it that i could understand which were very few was that it really all kind of stemmed from the fact that candy might be getting yet another spinoff and it really agitated nini uh she thinks that it doesn't give the other women a chance to have a show although i mean Portia had a spinoff too when she was pregnant but uh the way she was talking about it and like she wouldn't directly call out Candy at first either. To me, it just it came across as jealousy. It didn't come across as like I'm looking out for these other women. It just came across as pure
0: jealousy. Oh, it's total pure jealousy. I'm like, wait, what did Nene pitch? A show on swag. Like no one no one cares. Nene could have had her chance with a spinoff when she had an acting career for a minute. Remember when Nene was like on Glee and like yes, on other yeah, things? Like, yeah. She had a little moment in Hollywood. I felt like if she wanted her spinoff, then was the time she had. And she also had her wedding spinoff is candy though is involved in lots of different businesses. And she had a candy coated nights. Um, we know I'm pretty sure she's the mass singer right now. Like she's just hustling out there for herself and isn't, isn't um, afraid to put in the work. And I feel like Nini is at a point where she feels like she just deserves things for being Nini leaks.
1: Yeah, I agree. She's like, I'm just going to show up, collect a big cha- paycheck, and if anybody else makes more than me, I'm going to find a way to bring them down. I, that's just how it comes across. Absolutely,
0: but part three. I well, mean, I I feel like we're done with it.
1: Yeah, when it comes back, all right, back. Roni, Um, gosh, I like broke on record. I I loved this episode. I I really, I really truly love it. Um. I know you made a note about this too, and I loved uh, Tensdale's and Dorita's. Uh, well, I guess it's not really Dorita's trainer; it's Tindale, Tinsdale's. Tensdale's. The fact that he could not figure out anyone's name and kept like making fun of them, and then said to her, "There's only one Tensdale." She's like, "Well, actually, there's not because I'm Tensley." Like I don't like he is. We need more of him.
0: He needs to be the newest member. Honestly, I would love to watch. I hope Andy gets him on Watch What Happens and does an interview with him. He was hilarious. I love that he was kind of Tinsley's therapist. They're like such an odd duo, but he was very, very entertaining. And I would love him on a reunion to make an appearance. I feel like he would put all the women in their place very quickly.
1: Let's let's get that out in the universe. Uh, We'll put that to our stories. But like I'm asking all of the listeners, uh, we'll ask our followers, let's Let's help him become a friend of. Why can't it be a, a
0: trainer? I love it. No, I love it too. And then this episode kind of, um, what was your it take? It okay, so It took a left.
1: This, it took a, it was, weird. yeah, it took an unexpected left. <laughs> it, took a,
0: it took a pivot with a very, very angry Dorinda. But before she got angry, we find out that she breaks up with John. Do you remember when all that came out? Like, what's, what I, is your thought on the end, I do. end of the relationship?
1: I do because like her statement felt so like it felt like so much like a high school couple breaking up to go to college. We've learned so much from each other. We were there together during like an important time and we've just grown and we're going in different directions. I I mean, I think there's a lot more to it. I think Ramona touched on this that, you know, he didn't really take care of her the way her late husband did. And Leah just basically summed it up that saying like she's – Hardly heard anything about John and she knows a lot about, uh, what's Dorinda's husband's name, Richard. Richard. Thank you that she's like, I've heard a whole lot about Richard and she does talk about Richard all the time. So, I mean, I can't, and I'm not, listen, grief is a journey and it comes in waves and she might just be in a wave where she's really missing him. But I felt like, I think John had served his purpose and she was ready to move on, but it is ironic that Dorinda's big argument uh, or big, like the thing that she's hanging on to why her fight with Tinsley needs to keep going is the fact that Tinsley doesn't open up and tell her anything. Dorinda didn't tell Tinsley they broke up.
0: No, I love that Tinsley's Tinsley's interview summed it up. I'm like, team Tinsley, this is ridiculous. Dorinda, you can't have it both ways. You can't spew this stuff about Tinsley. And then also then in return, like change the rules because it's you. Like I, There's no argument there. She clearly just doesn't like her and is nitpicking on her. And she seems in general, I will say from the beginning of the season, Dorinda to me just comes, she's got some shit she's dealing with and just seems very angry. And Tinsley has become her target.
1: I agree. It's like, she's in this like dark place and she's just going to certain people. She's just going to bring down. And it just, it felt like she was making such a big deal about the breakup. And because she dated for a few years longer than, Tinsley was dating her ex. I don't know. I like I didn't understand why Dorinda felt like her relationship and that breakup was more monumental in her life than Tinsley's breakup. But their fight was just, I don't know. It felt like they were sort of fighting and then it separated. And then it was like, you know what? Let's all just get drunk and do a corn maze, which is just a very random activity. And honestly, <laughs> from that point on, I feel like Sonia was like, you know what? This fight's stupid. These ladies, they're not bringing it. I'm gonna step up and I'm gonna carry the show once again. And we got the I mean, I say it every time, but the national treasure that is Sonia Morgan. <laughs> I I just
0: I love her to pieces. Lady Morgan is the housewife and probably her and Kyle Richards, who are oh, there's some there's probably a few more, but who I'd want to get drunk with. I mean, Sonia Ping just squatting in the corn maze, taking a piss, brilliant. Taking the corn, <laughs> stealing the corn, brilliant. <laughs> Like just keep it put in her bag, flirting with the owner. <laughs> There's like so many things. I died though when after the corn maze, and they go back and have a tasting how um, she mentions that her vagina is lubricated with wine or what she say something about her wine, uh, vagina being lubricated in some way. Um, yeah. So something, Oh God, what did she say? We'll have to go back and listen.
1: It was, so, I, mean, I love the fact that she was like, did anybody get laid last night? Or like you didn't get laid last night. I got pounded. And the guy was like, Jesus, like <laughs> I, I just love her. Like she doesn't, she doesn't care what anyone thinks. She's just going to be herself. The flirting with the owner piece was great too. And she was like, I know the owner. You just met him 10 minutes ago and he wants nothing to do with you.
0: No, it was, it was, it was brilliant. She made that episode to me, like kind of saved the episode in some ways because she brought the entertainment factor. I mean, I think if we're going to have this Dorinda Tinsley thing this entire season, I'm going to be so over it. Can I just say side side note, Ramona Singer has been slightly like the voice of reason. The last two episodes has seemed very level headed on everything.
1: Yes. What is going, is it because Bethany's gone? Is this like the real Ramona?
0: I don't know, but everything she's saying, she's making sense. <laughs> like when it came to uh, Dorinda and John's relationship and then the advice she gave to Leah, I'm just like, ah, D- Ramona, not so much the Ramona coaster. You seem pretty level-headed. I,
1: yeah. And I will say too, Ramona's quarantine life, I'm living for it. I love it. I mean, like I'm stalking Avery way more than usual because I just love her and Ramona together.
0: Oh yeah, no, she's living her best quarantine life. I so also, I mean, I don't want to say I want to be Ramona. I was gonna just say I don't, I don't know if I want to be Ramona in my next life, but mm, I wouldn't mind yeah. trading places with her for at least a day. I think it's a yeah, it's a
1: stretch to say I want to be here in my next life. I think there's a few more people I'd rather be, but she is living her best life. I will also say, uh, I posted a day in her stories. I, I switched it up on my Peloton rides um, on my bike uh ramona i don't know if anyone out there is big pellet like a big peloton rider go follow ramona and check out her like output and i think she rides under mauricio's uh i'm trying to remember now i should have like screenshotted it i'll screenshot it and take a post it to our stories she is like amazing at peloton like she could kick everyone i know's ass
0: (laughs) wow i mean considering she's pretty fit and she works out a lot so yeah it's good for her it's no
1: joke uh I feel like I've we're running out of like creative pivots. So another pivot, another little <laughs> another turn for us on this little uh episode ride. Beverly Hills. First of all, we had Lois, so we knew it was going to be a good episode, but a big key scene and phrase was missing from this episode and I need an explanation.
0: We bravo, didn't get- bravo,
1: fucking bravo. Yes. I mean that's the dinner. That's I mean it uh, everybody's wearing the same outfit. Like what the
0: hell? I don't understand that. It's very it's weird. I don't I don't understand why the producers would do that. I mean, I don't see how there's a continuation of this. It just seems very strange.
1: And like how are we going to go back to it? But I mean, I guess before we get there, we should recap the actual episode and not just what we thought was missing. But it starts with Rena being Rena. I love the fact that she shows up to her daughter's photo shoot. I still don't understand why the one was wearing a mask, and I'm sure it was like explained, but I missed it. No, but that then, she
0: was ahead of her time. She saw the future. Yeah.
1: <laughs> she was like, "Shit is getting real, guys." The I saw
0: the future. <laughs>
1: we're gonna need these. And Rena, I guess, is giving advice, and all of a sudden she just gets in on the photo shoot and is Rena to a T. And I love that the one guy was like, "Um, that's your mom." It was great.
0: <laughs> it was pretty funny it was enjoyable and i love that when lois appears to renna and lois i mean lois deserves a diamond let's just give her one how does she i mean at least a friend of like we need more lois
1: i feel like we don't get enough of her uh honestly i think there should be a spinoff of like following around i don't know how they're all going to engage with each other because they live across the country but there are certain moms from certain franchises that like all of us love dale is one of them And Lois is definitely one we're all obsessed with.
0: Oh, yeah. I do wish in this episode, Garcelle, she wasn't at the dinner. And I've been loving her so much so far. I'm missing some interactions with the ladies. I don't know if there was like scheduling conflicts. But I did appreciate the only thing I'll say about her. I do appreciate that she can throw a Jackie Goldschneider approved birthday party. Yes. I mean –
1: it. I mean, see, these are like for those of us, quote, normal, I guess maybe Midwest, like these are the kind of birthday parties I'm used to seeing. So it's so refreshing to see it on TV because I'm like, OK, not everyone has to have a photographer and a fully catered, like ridiculous theme with, you know, I mean, not to make fun of Denise, but camel rides. I mean, why are you give, put, doing camel rides at a kid's birthday party? So I I thought it was really refreshing to see that. I Like we need more Garcelle. I don't know. I'm sure there was like a reason why for it. But I definitely think she was missed at the dinner. Oh, yeah. Well, should we talk about
0: this dinner and how we got
1: to it? It was – first of all, I'm just going to say all this feels very much like people are reaching. And we've talked to a couple other diehard Bravo fans off the record who also are like, I'm not understanding where some of this drama is going. I don't – so I don't understand why Sutton freaked out so bad, even if she had like a horrible experience with Joey Maloof. Before they get to the girls' party, that Rena didn't say what the party was about, and turns out they are doing a collaboration with the Fat Jewish, which we love. The Hey Babe, or was it? What's a Babe Walker. What's babe. what a babe? Babe. Um, those canned sparkling wines are delicious just want to put that out there but they get there but prior to walking in sutton's freaking out thinking it's something with joey Malouf, who's rena's makeup artist and instead of saying to rena like i'm not gonna feel comfortable if it's joey Malouf," or can you give me a heads up i'm getting really anxious she turns to dorit who she's not even that close with and says i'm gonna freak the fuck out if it's that guy i think that guy's here and dorit says to her this isn't the place And I forgot what she said, but she was like, this is not the time to mess with me. I mean, she was It sounded like she was going to like ruin the event.
0: She, I will say though, when Dorit played it back, she did, she did freak out, but she wasn't like yelling or like drawing as much attention as Dorit's reenactment kind of made it seem. So I'll give Sutton credit there. I don't – I agree with you. I don't get why she was freaking out. But I think this is like a, a new housewife's newcomer. She She's like, this would make good TV. She probably thought she was just going to be blindsided. And I and do get like that. was like panicking.
1: Yeah. So then they have the event, which was like very much short-lived. However, um, as Renna tells the girl her daughter she's leaving, Amelia says that she really needs a drink. Uh, side note, Amelia is 18. I locked it up. She is – 18 years old right now. So uh, probably was 17 during the time that was filmed. Just pointing that out. Uh, The next, though, they're all at dinner because they decide to leave. And there's still this weird tension between Denise and Kyle because Kyle abruptly left the dinner party. But before we even dive into that, Dorit's like, oh, hey, Sutton, I thought it was really weird. (laughs) You try to ruin the event. And while I do think Sutton was dramatic, I don't think the dinner table was the time for Dore to just like kind of throw Sutton under the bus. And Renna were I mean, I was shocked by Renna
0: not taking her side. What did you think? I was shocked too, actually. Like I felt like Sutton was like, oh shit, I'm on reality TV right now. It was the whole thing was really interesting. I I thought Dorit was like kind of digging a little deep there, like to your point about reaching. I thought Sutton's reaction was like a little aggressive, <laughs> um, a bit aggressive. And then how she called Dorit a mouse and it's just shit got weird. It got weird. Let the mouse go. You've
1: had your fun. Now let the mouse I don't even know that phrase. And I know we butcher every phrase out there, but like I've never even heard that one.
0: Me neither. <laughs> it was it was a little much watching, and I just in my mind I'm like, okay, Derek, why are you trying to like start shit with Sutton? Like, I, I didn't, I just didn't understand it, and I
1: felt like Rena was like, if you would have done that, like I just felt like Rena was like, well, you didn't freak out, like you know, you you it ended up not being Joy Malouf. If I wish you would have told me, but nothing happened. Like, let's not you know beat a dead horse with this one, but of course. it it turned into something and Kyle who's sitting next to Sutton. Um, and I think because they both have bad bangs, you know, they're going to be friends this whole season. And Kyle decides to, you know, step into Sutton's corner and says she can sympathize with her and that, you know, all this stuff. And then somehow it turns into like with something with Denise. Oh, because Kyle called all of them fake bitches and Denise is like, how am I fake? And she, for some reason was like your glam squad and the, ice sculpture at your party makes you fake like again reaching like why are we trying to make these fake argue like fights happen
0: it was dumb i will say i did enjoy denise richards confessionals and everything about this because she is so just matter of fact like in one of them she's like i'm denise fucking richards kyle and i've been on every single magazine cover when she's referring back to the ragamuffin but i appreciate Denise approach in these fights where she's just very matter of fact and is like what the fuck like why are you calling me fake i mean she is didn't whether denise is like down to earth and Midwestern, whatever you want to call her, but she is a Hollywood actress. People know her. Like she, she is going to have a little bit of an element to that. I would expect that. So I felt like Kyle was reaching and we love Kyle. We posted about this and it, it seems like she's not going to have a very good season so far, but it just seems like a bit of a stretch. I'm just kind of like, just let this fucking go. Let the Dorit stuff go. Let the fake stuff go. Just own your stuff and say, yeah, I called you fake bitches. I'm sorry. It's really fake of me to act like nothing was wrong. Like, you know, just own it and move on.
1: Well, and then like I don't understand how the fight continues to escalate. And we get to the point where Denise feels like she needs to yell like the secret code word to make filming stop, which now they're just going to air it or maybe not air it. But they put it in the preview. The bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. Like, how did the fight get to that point? I felt like they were all like, okay, this is like turning into a weird, weird dinner. We're just all going to go.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. it was strange because, yeah, towards the end, they um, tried to lift the mood up by Lois and referring oh, to God, her, but Mother. she didn't know her own age or what. However I will they say, back.
1: as you get older, it really is hard to know your age and the age of other people. Like, there have been numerous times in the last couple of weeks where I've had to really think, how old am I going to be at my next birthday? And then the other day, a coworker was like, oh, how old is your mom again? And I didn't. And they weren't asking it in a a bad way. We were just like talking about something with coronavirus and parents and all this stuff. And I honestly was like, I think she's between, and I had to give a, and I'm not going to say it on here because I was raised better, but I gave a range. (laughs) Like, I'm like, I don't
0: know. She could be, it was like a five-year age range. I had no idea how old she was. Oh, I always have to do math. I know the year my parents are born and I always have to get a calculator, but I've had the same thoughts, Abby. I've been thinking about how old I'm going to be this year. And one, I've had an, oh shit, I'm like, fuck, I'm going to be 35. I'm going to be in my mid thirties. But also in my head, I'm like, I feel so much younger and it's almost like time stopped when I turned 30 in a way, but the years have continued That where I'm like, oh my god, like I'm halfway. I'm gonna be forty in five fucking years. Like, how did this happen? Because mentally, I don't feel as old as I'm becoming. I guess not that mid thirties are old. I know. Before someone's listening, he's like, that's not old. I know it's not old, but it's just weird. Yeah,
1: I mean, there's just like moments where I'll be like, well, I've got lots of time to figure that out. I'm like, oh no, I don't have as much time as I think for certain like life decisions. So. Yeah, we're just uh, we ain't as young as we used to be, but that's just the way it goes. Uh, So Lois, God, we just love you. I she better come back this season, don't you think? We'll get at least one more Lois episode. I
0: hope so. I mean, I I hope so. I don't see why not. I mean, she rocks those leather pants better than a lot of legs
1: too. She's got like good skinny legs and not overly skinny. I think she's adorable. Uh, but speaking of one more episode, so we hope we get at least one more Lois. I am so glad we only have one episode left of Vanderpump Rules. I am so over this entire season. What a waste. I want all of that hours of my life back. And I also want to put something out here and I hope, I really hope it doesn't sound bad, but I couldn't understand why we're making a whole big thing about the cleaning the bathrooms. And I get it was supposed to be like lighthearted and fun, but it's sort of like do we really care to watch Tom and Tom clean the bathrooms at SIR? And I noticed that there were numerous times that they shot and made sure we saw the thing that it said um, unisex bathroom on there to imply that like all genders are welcome. And all's. And I started thinking, I'm like, this is why they did it. Because Lisa wants everyone to know how like uh, accepting and open she is, which I think is great. But I think she also did it because she did get a lot of negative Feedback for not defending Billy more. And we talked about kind of how we felt about that whole situation. But I think this was very much calculated by Lisa to like kind of hush some of those haters.
0: Wow. Hot take. And I like it. I had not thought about that. But I knowing how calculating Miss Vanderpump is with every move she makes, I bet you're on to something. And also, yes, everyone, please, if you've made it through the season and you've watched with us. Pour yourself a glass, give yourself a pat on the back for suffering with us. But I just can't believe that this episode was about dueling pool parties. These fucking people are in their mid-30s. Speaking of being getting older, it's just the (laughs) dumbest fight. Like it was so dumb. I'm like, this is this has gotta end. I'm so glad it's coming to an end. It's the worst season. Of any Bravo show to recent memory that I've ever watched, if I'm being quite frank and honest.
1: No, I agree. But I also can't believe I'm gonna say this. Out of the parties, just given where I'm at in life, I'm also like going into this thinking like I probably only have a babysitter for like three or four hours. I think I would attend Jax's party over Tom and Ariana's. Uh, I would have to get blackout. Black you
0: would? I would be right now. Well, you didn't know. Right now my well, my mental state – not pregnant. My mental state right now is because I haven't had a drink in a minute. Yeah. I'm ready to like pop this sucker out and just get on a table and just like <laughs> black out. Um, I didn't but, love the tent thing either. I don't know.
1: I was just kind of like, oh, if I want a pool party, I just want to like lounge and get tan. But that's just yeah. where I'm at. Yeah. I'm just tired from chasing two toddlers around, I think. Yeah, so I am like, oh, I'd rather go to Jax's party. Not hang out with Jax though.
0: No. Did we at all mention, we might've mentioned this. Yeah. With the editing drama with Sheena. Yes. We talked that about stuff. that last week. Uh,
1: but an update, Bree Dellinger has been fired. Apparently um, she feels she was wrongly fired, of course, and that a lot of it was taken out of context. The podcasts that were deleted, all of them have been put back up because the owner um, and host of that podcast. But like if you listened, you'd understand that Brie wasn't really being vindictive. She was just kind of saying what influences how she does her job. I I have not listened to all of them yet, but I got the impression from the the parts and the highlights that I've heard, I feel like she was after Sheena. I don't think she was just like, oh, like Sheena does embarrassing stuff. Like She admitted to splicing and overly editing scenes to make things look like they happened a certain way, and they absolutely did not.
0: And that was more interesting than the entire fucking season of Vanderpump Rules. And and on that... Like that drama. (laughs) Um, So uh, we haven't talked about our shout out.
1: Okay, so I think it should be... All of us who have watched Vanderpump Rules this season because, one, <laughs> we are sh- – like, if you are a single woman and you question, like, I don't know if I could handle the commitment of marriage. You just right now in this this season of Vanderpump Rules proved what for better or for worse means because we've been there for the good people and this is absolutely the worst And you know what? Like all of us that stuck it out the whole season that have watched every episode, yes, we've bitched and complained about how horrible it is, but I think it is a true testament to our character.
0: (laughs) I'm dying. You're right. And the worst part about it is Vanderpump. When we started this podcast, Vanderpump Rules was my favorite of the Bravo shows. I mean, I went to Tom, Tom and Sir, got to see the cast and was super excited to see them all at BravoCon. And then now my love is like, (laughs) gone <laughs> like i don't care go away people i'm just over it. Right, yeah and when
1: we were what maybe it's also like we went into it with such high hopes because we watched the premiere at bravo and there was just like that atmosphere and everyone's like Ooh, uh, like like the reactions It felt like we were a live studio audience and it was so fun and then after that i was just like womp womp it was just one episode after another it just was terrible
0: I agree. And one last comment I'll make about this horrible season of Vanderpump Rules. One bright thing that came out is James sobriety. And I feel like they didn't um, show that as much as they teased at BravoCon.
1: Yeah. So they kept talking about like, oh, you're really going to see a different side of James this year. And he really has a breakthrough. And like, I felt like he was just kind of like, and I'm not like minimizing it at all. I think it's amazing what he's done. I would love to have seen more of it. But I feel like he was like, I went to an AA meeting and I had to admit I'm an alcoholic. And like he talked about it a little bit. And then all of a sudden it was just like, Katie gave him a hug. Everybody forgave him. And then I know there's more to it. I know he did a lot more work than that. And for other people out there who are struggling with sobriety, it would probably be nice to see the journey.
0: Yeah. A thousand percent, the good, the bad, and ugly associated with it. So I was a little bummed in that portrayal of it.
1: But, um, that really wraps up this week. I will say we do, we're going to continue. We've got you know, a busy schedule. Thank you, Quarantine Life, for making it possible. We have a lot of exciting, more uh, guest episodes, bonus episodes to come. So make sure you are following us on Instagram at Real Bravo. So you are the first to know whenever we drop these special unexpected episodes. And also, please make sure you're subscribing to us so that you can get an alert the second it becomes available. If you have not already done so, please give us a five star rating and leave us a wonderful review. It helps with our algorithms algorithms. And it, as we said before, it's part of the reason why we are able to get Craig and continue to get these great people that you want to hear about on our podcast. We have to be more discoverable for them to actually want to spend some time with us. So if you have not done that, please, please, please do so. We will give you a shout out on our Instagram page. And we have been known to make the people who leave us great reviews, our shout out of the week. And with that, we will talk to you soon.